No, that's... we're live. We're not rolling. What are you we're... trying to do? I mean, how are you? Oh, oh, you know, I, uh, folks, this is what happens. Uh, we get ourselves out on Spotify, and he just gets all into himself, and he thinks you know, I'm going to change this up and make us Spotify sensitive. Don't worry about it. We're just sharing who we are. I'm, we're glad you're with okay, us. Okay, right, I'm trying to get. Try it again. Okay, and we're live. There we go. There we go. You see, you were just, you were just getting on my the nerves. Heat, the heat is getting to me. You were getting on my nerves so that you could then bring it, bring us back to, back to normal again. Okay. The, the heat is really getting to me. It's messing with my brain. I'm going to tell you what. Hey, outreach moment. I was telling Jay about this. I was out walking, and I reached out and grabbed a turtle from one side of the road and walked him to the other, and he safely got passage from, from what could have been perilous and you know, evil. You know, a lot of pastors only care about the souls of the congregants. Mike also cares about any amphibians he might encounter. <laughs> Small That's dogs, right. the, cats. We're so thankful that God provides us with the box turtle, yes. which is the state reptile. It, correct. And I made sure that the state reptile was safely across, I guess that would be Forest, Forest Brook Drive. Yes. In Kannapolis. It's about the little winds. That's right. It's almost it's almost like that chicken soup for the soul where they're throwing the starfish back in the ocean. They said I can't get we all keep, these starfish. We keep we keep going. That's one of our that's our go to. That's I our go to, right? It's just so funny because they. Uh, I worked at the Methodist camp after high school and we used that story. I'm sure, like, if you woke up late and forgot to get a story together for morning devotion, that are footprints in the sand, right? <laughs> footprints in the, the, that is when the two go tos. When you didn't see footprints, that's when I carried you. Oh. My nana's a big fan of footprints. I mean, sand. I mean, I love, I love the imagery and I love the thought behind it. And I'm just gonna go that far. I'm not gonna, I'm well, not gonna was, hate on, I'm not gonna hate on it. But I, I mean, if you're, if you're, if that's all you ever do is use that, then you, I think you're, you're. Well, here's the deal. God is always doing something fresh and new, sure. so things can, can be, become stale. Okay. Just like Lord, lift your name on high is still a solid tune. Sure. But I'm probably not gonna bust it out because it was or. Or open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Sure. You know, it, it, things get a little bit stale. Or good, good fathers kind of become that way for me. So the three, the three listeners that we have left, yeah, have just left. And what what we've done is we've. But well, uh, we always have a fresh word from the Lord. So I. There, oh, nicely played. You you spun it back to a positive after we've just hated on several of the church's favorite songs and. And on the There's favorite stories. There's nothing about having hallmarks of your faith that remind you of a simpler time when you simply just <laughs> believed. Okay, it's fine. That's why I still listen to DC Talk every now and then. Nice. Look at that. You know. And some people call that a backpedal, but some people call that just good politics, right? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, we had to say something. But anyways, welcome. Yeah. We're in the midst of a heat wave. If you're yeah, tuning the, in from the, the northeast. Yeah. The bunker, <laughs> the bunker is warm this morning. Whew. Bunker is warm. And thank you to Jay for getting us out in the Spotify community for real. We are there. We are there. Um, it's funny because the first episode I, I loaded was our very first one, and our mics didn't work as well. And so, nice. But we will have the whole backlog I love it. on there um, I love this it. week. So if you've missed any or if you're, if you're a longtime listener but you want to go back and Or relive, a glutton for punishment, really. Relive some of the classics like Fireside Church Chat. Maybe you're feeling in an Advent mood. We are seven months away from Advent. Wow. So, you know, go yeah. ahead. He's and uh, I hate to say it, but you're correct. Yes. I mean, it is that time of year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So anyways, those will all be there as opposed, that's what's different, as opposed to our Buzzsprout 
and and um, that those, limit those that limit the amount that we can put out there. Yeah, yeah. And they delete after a month. Those, these will be out there. Our our lunacy and <laughs> and and attempts at at dumping some biblical intel into right. your life will exist forever on Spotify. There you go. So coming off a of, coming off of Pentecost, we've we've jumped back into. Uh, the series that we're doing, which is called "Caught in the Axe," and we are, we are, I guess we, we're further than knee deep. I mean, we're we're in chapter twenty one of Acts at this point. We are what about we're chest about, high about chest high. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. We've got a we've got a few weeks left, and uh, we're always talking about our core, which is uh, community, outreach, relationships, and execution. And this week is all about execution what you will do for the sake of what you are called to do. And, you know, we're meeting up with Paul at a very difficult time. And, you know, I, I don't know why I never put this together, but it's probably because I've never sat in the book of Acts. And Jay was even saying that before we got on, you know, never look so closely at the book of Acts. And really, this is, this is our game plan. This is our, our, our roadmap to how, you know, how our faith grew and how it, how it became not just this letter to Ephesus, it was the church that was out in Ephesus and not, not just uh, Paul going to Corinth, but Paul going and meeting up with this new church that's coming on board. And now, talk about your parallels. You know, yeah. you, you remember when Jesus looks and he says, he, he turns his gaze like flint to Jerusalem, meaning he is, he is I, I'm going to use this poorly, but dead set on going to Jerusalem no matter what the opposition might be, knowing, and we meet Paul in a very similar situation again. He is going to Jerusalem, and he has somebody tell him that the Spirit told them that, take his belt, that he's going to be bound when he goes there. And his answer is, yeah, well, I'm willing not only not just to be bound, but even to go to the point of death to share this message of the gospel and going into the heart of his opposition, the heart of, of people that would even want him dead. Want to do him harm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as I look at it, I, I, I come up with a very simple question. What is, what is your Jerusalem? You know, because I, I, can't, I can't skip over this. If Jesus did it, if then now all of a sudden we're in a position to see Paul having to, to face this same thing, why should we think we don't have to face something like this in our life, right? Because I would even say, I'm going to be profound right off the bat. I would say that what we think is a lot of times, as when you're a new Christian, you think, I've got this man. God is on my side. Sure. I'm not going to face any hardships, God. I'm, I have this relationship with God. But that's not really true. Um it's not completely true. Not right? well, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. not completely true. We think it's yeah. the ticket to the easy life is, I guess, what I'm saying, but it's not. It means that you'll encounter hardships, but God has always said He'll be with you, and that's what Paul is really saying. That yeah, even so, let it be as God has intended. And, and, and I mean, here's the crazy part: this guy who tells him this is receiving a word from that the Spirit is telling him to tell Paul, "You are going to be bound." You are you are going to find a lot of trouble going to Jerusalem, trying to advise them against it. And Paul says, I, "I hear that, and I'm not I'm not against what the Spirit is saying, but 
in my calling, how God is drawing me is that I still must go there. And, you know, I just think, I think to myself, we talk about being Christ-like. We, we talk about that in such flowery terms. Mm. And our understanding of being Christ-like. Meek. Yeah, has, but it, yeah. It, yeah it, has, it has all the positive limitations on it. Oh, I'm going to be a light. I'm going to be a light in my community, Mike. I'm going to be a light. Okay, but Jesus wasn't just a light. Jesus was also crucified. He was also put in a position where all he could do was be in opposition to the world that was around him. And we don't like that that much. We, you, we were talking before, like I said, we were talking before, and you, you threw out compartmentalizing, and, and that's so real. It, it, it's absolutely a thing um, that we, in our human condition, do. Um, right. We, and I think what you're alluding to is Jesus was also quite a rebel. Yes. We think and, of and being Christ like as being, oh, I am very calm. And yeah. N- no, maybe sometimes you got to turn some tables. You got to, right. you got to flip the apple cart in the in the in the temple. Yeah. You know. Um, I think Jesus calls us to be bold, and I don't think that's something that we associate when if you throw out like you said christ like you think of it as being is very peace be with you and also with you but i but i i keep coming back to that same thing what is what is your jerusalem and the problem that i have with that is i don't like facing my jerusalem to tell somebody else face your jerusalem face that because that Mm. you know because that not only am i stomping out you know and here i here i'm going to talk about this on sunday i'm stomping on other people's toes meanwhile i'm stubbing mine thinking about it myself and this is this is what makes this so hard because i don't want to be real specific here i don't really want to call people down to what this actually means this means that your marriage could be your jerusalem and and you could be you could be facing the fact that you're not facing the facts with am i am i being enough of a husband or wife in my relationship yeah am i living up to what god says which is not not just that, you know, we love and respect each other, but that we take care of each other, that we are, we are all, you know, pick the passage. Do you want it to be Corinthians where, you know, love is patient, love is kind, uh, does not boast, does not, you know, does not wish evil upon the other. I mean, how? Yeah, and I, I think, I'll call, it, I'll call out another one too, because I'll say, are you, you know, people, the internet gives us such anonymity. Yeah. And how many people struggle with being real? Let's use the word haters or trolls oh, yeah. on the internet. Maybe you're one person one way, but you really struggle with because you really, it's like an outlet for you, like a guilty pleasure that you bully people online. Or I see this all the time. I see something that's a simple post and people just beat up on each other. It drives. And I know you don't have social media. Yeah. Thank goodness. But, but, even, but, but my, my greater struggle, even in that, is that we have we have this we have this ability to be these people and and when we face Jerusalem we want to one avoid it but i feel like if we if we brought it all into the light nobody's going to want to do what god is calling them to do anyway and i i feel like if I, I feel like if we really pull the pull the Jerusalem aspect out what we're saying is 
I got to do something about my relationship with Christ. I've got to be more than just simply, yeah, you know, and, and I feel like this could be a real, a message that really absolutely turns people away as opposed to makes people want to run at this Jerusalem, which is what, what I think that's what Paul's saying because he has the spirit of God and the spirits with him. And he, he, he's, he doesn't say, well, I'm really afraid. You're right. I'm really kind of scared about it. <laughs> he, he says, I get what you're saying, and I'm, but I'm willing to pay any price to face what this is, to face going back there and facing the opposition. I might. Yeah. There's no happy ending on this one unless, unless you, look at, you look at the fact that our, our boldness comes from the fact not of what we can do, but about how God delivers us from what could come against us. I've got a story. Of course you got a story. I've got a story. All right. Listen, I equate what we're talking about to a piece of IKEA furniture. Oh dear. I, I I'm this is going to be great cuz I just bumped in my head. So my friend Ryan Bailey, he is a soccer commentator for um I don't know, I don't follow soccer, but he's a soccer commentator online. And he works for ESPN and stuff like that. He's British and he cracks me up. Good grief. And this guy can and, drop a name and, for and anybody. So I say he's British because I'm about to do a really bad British accent. Oh, perfect. So if it's wrong, you need to know I'm going for British. It might come out Australian. He, I posted when Ben got his toddler bed. I posted, oh, this is an Ikea bed I built. And my friend Ryan calls me and goes, Jay, that bed was my Everest. <laughs> it was his wow. Everest. So I've been using that in, in some things like, oh, my gosh, this is my Everest today. Like, what's the obstacle that we got to climb? Now, IKEA furniture is some of the most difficult furniture ever. I hear that. It, it looks I've never so been. great in the story. Like, wow, this is great. But to put it together, it's a lot like using well, tinker toys. From what I hear, they have like 30 technicians working uh, around the clock at, on this one piece, and that's why they always look like that. I will, I will get to that. So anyways, anytime I've ever gotten anything from Ikea, you look at it on the floor. It's like this one solid piece. You're like, that should be easy. Then you, then you go downstairs, and they're like, you need bay three. And then the, you need two things from there. And then you got to go to this other aisle. And it's all these boxes. Seriously. I swear this bed that I thought was like maybe four pieces, like two sides and a back and a mattress, was like seven boxes. Oh, dear. And the stuff you put it together with is like Legos meets Tinker Toys. Like oh, dear. It's all this locking. Yeah. I mean, I think it took me four hours. So I call my brother. I'm like, man, I got that bed together. He's like, oh, we got the same one. But I, I had a friend come and help me. I had a friend help me. He works for Ikea. He, he oh, brought like a power great. tool. Yeah, he came, there you took go. Took like next to nothing. So I equate this to, okay, so number one, we can call what's your Everest? What's the thing you got to overcome? What's right. your Jerusalem, right? Right. I also equate to this. See, my brother wasn't alone in the, I was alone in the battle. Sure. Yeah. And I compartmentalized that I bought this bed. This is my bed. I made the decision to, to make this bed. I'm responsible for knocking it out. My brother said, how can I make this easier on myself? By calling someone who had the right skills. Yeah. Someone, an equipper. Ah. And who do we, who equips us? Ah, yes. See where I'm going with this, Mike? I, I, I feel a, a gentle nudge. Yes. Paul wasn't going into this Everest moment in his ministry by himself. He had the Holy Spirit who equips us, who strengthens right. us. Yep, and and I think the I think maybe the other the other part of this whole equation that that has a hard time translating well 
is this idea of being delivered from the people that are against us. Because we always think delivery means no harm will come to us. It means that nothing bad could ever happen to us. And you've already kind of hinted at that. But really, delivery in in the Lord's eyes is, is an eternal thing, right? Which means that it could be anything from right in that moment, God brings raises up somebody to help you, or it could mean very well that God comes and takes you from this torment and you're with him for all eternity. Now, we have no problem with the immediate instant result of someone coming and fixing it. We have a really hard time facing the fact that delivery also means the church triumphant, or it means that healing comes... Ultimate delivery. Yeah, healing yes. comes in, the, in an ultimate way. And for me, I... I I don't want to say that I've had this maturity of faith, that, I, but I, but I think we have to, we have to visit this place where delivery may not be the the easiest way out, kind of a delivery. But yet, God is still in it. God is still on the other end of it, and God still has the intention of it being eternal for us. Because you know, like you're you're making this bed. And, and you're, you're working as hard as you can, and it's hours and hours and hours into it. And yeah, eventually you get to the other side of it, and you, and you have an accomplishment. But your brother has, has someone who's seen it, been through it, and knocked, helped him knock it out in probably a third of the time, maybe a quarter of the time. Oh, yeah. To, to do I'm that. sure he was sipping iced tea halfway through yeah. it, you know, something like that. <laughs> but, to, but to know that the Spirit of God is with us in that way... I would want us I would want us to have that same boldness but to understand that sometimes that boldness can get us into trouble. But not to be afraid of that trouble. Not to be, you know, not to be uh walking away from it because trouble might be there. Well, in my mind the scripture pops up, I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted sure. but not abandoned. Right. Right. And you know, just to give a give a heads up to what happens to Paul, yeah, he goes to Jerusalem Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, for those of you who have not read this far into the book of Acts. If you're you're not in season four of Acts yet. Yeah. uh, He is delivered from all this. He goes to the, dare I say, the belly of the beast in this case in Jerusalem where they really want him dead. And he's able to get himself out of there safely. And actually with the help of the Romans, if you can believe that. And ends up in house arrest, which is not a great ending but it's also not a bad ending because it's not jail. It is house arrest, meaning he can have visitors. He can have people. He can share the gospel. And, and really, uh, I, I just want people to, to see that, you know, this whole idea of being delivered, going into the, the worst opposition, getting on the other side of it, is what God wants to do for us. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we, we face it with such apprehension and we face it with such fear of what the worst that could possibly happen. And God says, you know what? I've already taken care of the worst that can possibly happen to you with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? See, yeah, that's, the, that's good stuff. Yeah, because I, I used to have this thing years ago. It, it used to, I, I tried to find peace of when something popped up in my life. I would say, well, what's the absolute worst that could happen? Right. Then if something less worse <laughs> yeah. happens. Yeah, oh yeah. I only lost one fingernail instead yeah, of four of them. How does that but that doesn't involve God in the process at all. Right. I compartmentalize right. Jesus. Yeah. Because you're right. Because the worst thing that ever could happen is that I'm apart from God for eternity. And yeah, that's, that's very that, worse. And that <laughs> that's and the worst. Yeah, that, that would be the that would be the, the hands down worst, worst. thing forever. That, that 
God didn't send Jesus. Right. And right. So if you know that as a baseline, yeah. I guess it's hard I guess to accept that baseline sometimes, but I'm just right. Saying, we're and, but but I mean that is that is the ultimate that is the ultimate place where we need to get to because that's where Paul was. Yeah. Right. He was at a point where he knew Jesus had already done the hardest thing that could that needed to be done on our behalf and for our sake. Well, and he knew that. Yeah, that was so. Also, like you said a couple weeks ago, plugging some old podcasts. Nice. That you know, was Peter gets called out in front of everybody, and they, you think, oh my gosh, this looks a lot like what happened to Jesus. Yeah. But but God's spirit is in all that and protects these guys because yep. they're spreading yep. the good news. Yep. I tell you, you know, I, I I'm feeling better and better about my Jerusalem. Yeah, but uh, but. I'm not sharing it. No, 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 no. No, what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is what I found. Are you trying to mess with me? (laughs) A little bit. All right. No, I'm just trying to say that the book of Acts, I'm finding it parallels our life a whole lot more than I wanted it to. Right. And I I like to I like to look at the books of the Bible as this this wonderful um, place where God explains himself, this wonderful place where where Jesus shows up and does some amazing stuff. But there's there's kind of a what's the word I'm looking for? There's a just a, ster- a sterileness about it where you know it's like I've got gloves on my hand and I'm not I'm not getting my hands dirty from dirty from being a, a, in the middle of it. But really, I'm surveying this this picture. Yeah, at a museum, I can I can look at it. Yet. I can look at it. Yeah, through the through the clear glass and see what's going on, and it never ever has to affect me. But I'm realizing week in and week out that. If I'm really engaging, if I'm really executing, to use our word for the week, if I'm really executing, then I'm really putting myself on the other side of the glass and I'm living out these things for real. And as hard as, as, hard as that is to face as a human being, I don't want us to just walk away from it. And, and you know, that's that to me. Or... You know, you don't have to walk away. All you have to do is just not call it your own. Mm. That's that's not your fate, it. Mike, not mine. That's that's what you're going through. That's not what I'm going through. I'm perfectly fine where I am. I'm untested. I like wow, the glass. Really going through a lot. Yeah, I, I like know. the I like the glass up. I like to have a little bit of a a buffer between me and what what God is calling on me. Mm. And I don't want that. You know, but I don't. I don't know how to address that in your life. I know. I know what that looks like in my life, and I, what I don't want people to think is that I'm. I'm merely throwing out there the only places where where God is is working, and therefore, if it's not totally lining up with you, that means it doesn't doesn't apply to you. This is our life, right? We all face a Jerusalem moment. We face a, a Jerusalem lifetime. Who knows how long that will be? That that moment. That that point in time can be a very long time. Yeah. I come back to this a lot. You know, the mother Teresa for 20 years thought that God was not listening to her at all. When she was on the streets of Calcutta, helping the people that, that had nothing that were, that were dying in the streets. And, and what she realized is it wasn't that God was not speaking is that she was not hearing what he was saying. Hmm. And isn't, isn't, and I don't, I don't mean to jump into super profound at the very end of what we're talking about, but, isn't that what it boils down to? Do we realize what God is saying to us in his word? Every week, that's really what it, what it boils down to. Are we listening to what he's, he's saying in his word? 
or are we just trying to take it as a really neat story to to try and just get something good from to glean yeah. morals from or yeah. Glean, it's, yeah this is this is not a this is not a, a cautionary or moral driven tale this no. is life this is what god and god is doing over and over again with each one of us i don't know i, I hope i hope people walk away with something like that because otherwise they'll just walk away and and next week they'll expect something really neat to be said to them and and maybe but instead i want i i don't you know i don't want foolhardy people but i i want driven people i want people that are that are not afraid to speak their mind or 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 live live into something that is quote dangerous you know i you know i'm not saying i'm not saying be be an idiot i'm saying well, I am saying be a fool for Christ. I guess that's a, I guess that's kind of crazy too. But well, and I think too something. It's never. Maybe you think that. It's too late to face your Jerusalem moment. Maybe there's something you're struggling with that. You think you'll never be able to face. Sure. Or that it's too big. It's too big. Yeah. And I guess that's what we're saying that, nothing is ever too big. got to be careful. I think I think a dumb thing is to say that I don't want to take out of I do not want to take away from what we're saying here. Can God make a rock bigger than he can than he can than he can carry, right? All I mean, things that's, are possible. It's just crazy. Through Christ who strengthens me. Type moment. But it's it's not untrue, you know. Right. Um, so our prayer for this week I guess would be Yeah, our prayer this week I guess would be that you would wrestle with that. Maybe come to church Sunday with something in your mind that you need to tackle in your life. That's yeah. your Jerusalem. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down with that, but I, I, I can't, I, neither one of us can bring people to a point in their faith where they just have the assurance of no matter what happens, God's got my back. Uh, and, but at the same time, I think God's word over and over again tries to reinforce that with us. And certainly in the book of Acts, where there was no playbook, where there was no idea how this would all pan out. You know, we've got, we've got 2,000 years of proven people that have gone to the lions, people that have, that have uh, nailed, nailed a, the 95 theses to the church in Wittenberg. You know, we have people that we can look at that have, that have gone to their, to their Jerusalem and they've done something and they've lived through it or they've martyred for it. And yet I know that each one of them is now spending eternity with the Lord because of that. Not that, they're, not that it's their works that had got them there, but because of their faith, their faith drew them to doing something bigger than them. Yeah. To heck with what can come of it for them personally, just that this is what God had them do. Imagine if we had a church full of people like that. What a ch- and, and that's why that's why we keep we keep coming back to this almost the same daring people to live into this faith. Yeah, you know, Mike and I really like uh, uh, we like the song called "History Maker." Yeah. Um, from what was the band? Uh, Delirious. I believe it is Delirious. Delirious, and and it just it it says if. Uh, is it true today that people pray and then list these things that will happen? Yeah. And that's really where this comes from. If you 
want that type of faith that allows you to face things, you have to have the communication. It starts with prayer. It starts with practicing the presence of God in your life. Yeah. And not letting that just be something you keep in a box. Guys, have a great week. We've uh, we've definitely chewed on and digested a lot today, but thank you for being with us. And if I you're catching us for the first time on Spotify, woohoo! We're glad you're with us. Yeah, and we'll see we we'll see you Sunday. We'll keep chewing on this too. We'll work it out together. See you Sunday.